R.I.P. Olaf. I find your lack of faith disturbing. everyone, welcome back to another Andor-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back with Andor Season 1, Episode 9, Nobody's Listening. I need yep. to trim that beginning part down. It takes so long. I push a button, I have to wait like a second. <laughs> I don't know to tell you, but... Yeah, so yeah, I was listening. We've been busy with the podcast. This is our fourth episode recording in eight days. So I'm tired. All right, turn it off. Is that hey, thanks, does you this guys. Keep, thanks. Does this go nonstop or no? <laughs> There's like, an end to it, but oh it did get soul. to the climax. But I turned it off. Um, but yeah, so. We thought that this might be the end of a three-episode arc, but no, it's not. Definitely not. It's gonna. It's keep going. So she's running. Might as well just jump into it. But Drew, what do you think? What were your overall thoughts of this episode? Um, I liked it. I thought it was really interesting. Um, your boy is. A creeper. His char- dude, his character is just <laughs> I don't know what we're doing with him. I don't either. Dude, this getting it's weird. This is this is a waste of space at this point for me. Like his character is just why is it there? Yeah, it's getting weird. Like I don't understand. He literally hasn't he's just been a stalker, crazy dude that likes cereal, hates his mom, but mooches and lives off of her. Like as much as like her mom doesn't seem like the best. He seems way worse, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. So besides th- that character and that arc that I feel like is just a waste of, like, five minutes of every episode at this point, I think it was good. I, 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 there's parts of it that's, like, super suspenseful, and you're, like, kind of on the edge of your seat waiting to figure out what's going on, and this whole jail stuff is so interesting, and you're trying to, like, figure out, and the climax of what they figured out at the end was really cool. I just think this show is just taking a while. Like, I the people that I've talked to, like, throughout this show, like, they still like it. They're diehards. Like, they really enjoy it. But I just don't know enough people that are watching it this far in because the episodes are so long. And it's just a long story. But, I don't know. Besides that, I, I like it. I just think it's, like... I don't know where they're going, and I don't really have predictions for next week except they're going to try to get out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. As far as predictions, I think next week has to be the actual jailbreak. So I was talking to Discord about this, and like, if they were to do the jailbreak on episode, so this was episode nine. I think they'll, mm-hmm. they'll do the jailbreak in episode 10 because if they do it in episode 11, like you wouldn't have anticipation for a finale in episode 12. Unless is that's it? a break as he escapes. But th- Or they would have to do it in the last episode, but then that's going to be... That would be so lame. If they three break. episodes of them planning a jailbreak, which I think would be not that great so like it it has to be if it's not next week it's i think it's gonna it would have to be at then episode 12 but then that's just gonna drag on like we've been saying like so i'm hoping yeah. the jailbreak is next week so that we can have at least two episodes of a it will be kind of like a two episodes finale type thing a part one part two or at least with one they would have at least one episode in uh number 11 mm-hmm. to like build up for a finale in episode 12 so um it's hard to say i think i think the what's going to happen is that's fine we're doing like predictions this early on but yeah (laughs) i i think i think the jailbreak is gonna happen Mm -hmm. and that's gonna make you know galactic news like the aldani heist and they're and the isb is gonna look at all the people that escaped and they're gonna see they're gonna recognize the picture this keith Garga or whatever his last name is, like they're gonna see the same face, and then that's gonna connect them to who where Cassian is. So yeah, I think that's the, the logical play out of events. Um, I can see that. I think if not, they can't actually figure out how to escape, but then they find out that he's in prison. Could and be. they just pull him? Cause it, it could be like a. A, they the ISB gets the information on who tried to escape, but didn't, yeah. and then they would see. So either way, I think the ISB is going to see about this jailbreak stuff. But yeah, but outside but, the like, I I really liked all the jail stuff in this episode. Me too. I really I, it was, did. It was very heart wrenching seeing mm-hmm. Olaf, the old guy, slowly disintegrate like on screen. Yeah, like yeah. it was really sad. Um. And so, uh, but like the rest of the episode was, was fine. Like the, the stuff with Bix on Ferrick was okay. Um, it was a little sad. The, the stuff with Mon Mothma was interesting. Um, just because we find out that Vel is It was is interesting her, to find out that that was her cousin. Her cousin. So. That was, that was kind of wild to me. I thought it was fake. But I, it's actually her real cousin. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe we did, talked about this, but. Like in the first episode or whatever it was, or second episode, when Mon Mothma was like, "We gotta bring someone else into the circle," and it was three people, and we're like, "Who's that third person?" Well, I think it's this Vel. <laughs> yeah, it's this Vel. So like, okay, fine. It's a hundred percent just Vel. Yeah. So um, because she was also the one that gets the information from what's his name. You know, like, I don't even know if any of the other people have ever seen him. Right. So it, it's clearly just Val, which was kind of anticlimactic. Right. 
But it's, it's just weird seeing her, because like I feel like she's not doing anything. She's like, stalling. No, I mean like she like we see her after the Eldani heist. We see her like in the back alley talking to Clea, the assistant, mm. and okay, you gotta go kill Cassian. Then you see her on Ferric, and she's just with Cinta in that coffee shop or whatever. Like, oh, I'm gotta, I gotta leave. And then now she's here. Like, I don't know what she's doing. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like she's just stalling to, or she's just there to see if they they know any more information about Cassian. Maybe, but I don't know. Like, I didn't even really. Oh, it was hard to follow. Like, I didn't even understand why she, she went to Mon in the first place. Like, I th- oh, remember she she went to uh, we're jumping all over the place, bro. <laughs> I just realized that. But she went to Mons to like to show face that she's alive, because her family was like thinking that she she what no one could get a hold of her for six months, and she was like missing. Well, there was I do remember the reference of six months, but I think that's just the five months of Eldani that they were there, and then the month since then. That's what I mean, but she's. Like that so she Mon, said that Mon has no idea. Yeah. The family she was said, looking for her? She said, uh, the family's been asking about you. Oh, I guess I didn't catch and, that. And like so no one has been like I think that was kind of it to like show her presence again to like her her own people that she's n- not off actually doing rebel stuff or she's not dead. Okay, I I don't know. I don't know if it actually does much, but I don't know. But yeah, the the chat saying that I think they had she had to go to Mon to keep up the like appearance. Oh, okay, and kind of touch base with Mon, like, hey, she's not dead. Yes, that was us, but I didn't like nothing happened to me, kind of thing. Okay, well, we might as well jump into scene by scene because we're already basically yeah, doing we're that. All over the so we can might as well just do Mon Mothma stuff. I just skip it. We just did it. Well, there's other stuff. So she's <laughs> addressing the Senate. Um, and no one's listening. Well, okay. Well, there's some. That's that's the issue that I had with the scene because it's portrayed as if nobody's listening, but when you watch with the subtitles yeah you can have to people are saying that they agree and the other half is saying they don't agree yeah so like if you don't have the subtitles on and you're not really paying attention to the background shouting there was people like yelling like listen to her yeah another other one was was like long live the empire like yeah so i don't know that scene could have been i felt like it could have executed better better. because when i first saw it i was like oh like I wrote my thing. I got Senate dash. Nobody cares. <laughs> That's what I will put in my notes. And then I rewatched it with the subtitles. And I, oh, half these people care. Other people don't. But I think and it's the half that was at her party. Well, the people at her party all had mixed things too. Some were pro. Didn't she have like a party like right before that? Well, yeah, it was last week's episode. I think where half the people that she was talking to were like, had issues with the emperor, and then the other half was like, "Well, we need rules yeah. and order." So, I don't know. I thought it was 
I I was hoping to get more out of these Senate scenes than we have been. Yeah. But that that's that's another issue that I've been having though. You're right, Jeremiah. It's like these Senate scenes are supposed to like give out struggle and issues that she's having, but we don't get any information what she's fighting for. Like the fact that ground noise is so loud, you can barely understand what she's actually saying. Yeah, because this one she's talking about the overreach, like the this P O R D, this the ex- yeah. huge like sentencing for everything. Like she's she is talking about that, but it's hard to understand. And on top of that, there's no like, like this the Senate scenes and all the other movies were like one person was talking and then one group of people interrupted you. Yeah, and like and the pod like, would come out. The and... pod would come out, and this one it's just like. She's talking and she's going out, and then every other pod's just turning their lights off. Yeah, and it's like this is not really doing anything for me. One, you can barely tell who's in each pod. We don't have like a Palpatine or one of his representatives, like in these rooms at all. Which I'm like, what's the point of these meetings then? Like they could have just give us a blue guy. Yeah, Masamita or the like, they already name dropped Sly that Sly Moore chick or whatever. Yeah. The, like they could have had her just. I don't understand something. unless there's something like big that we're gonna see in like the next episode, or the next two episodes. But like, that is like my one complaint is like maybe okay maybe. They have another one of these in episode twelve, and Palpatine's there, and Palpatine's it's, talking to her. It's just him I, laughing. <laughs> I would. I would take all of my complaints about this and throw them out the window. That's fine. Yeah, I think... I just think at this point, it's kind of like we've seen two of these scenes and they've literally gave us nothing at all besides that the fact that she's having issues. We already know all this. Right. Like, and we so, know these from her meetings, like her dinner parties. We don't need to see these scenes then, you know? Right. And so, like, but if you do notice, there's, there's more people in their pods in this scene than in the, the first one the first one and so i think if there is a jailbreak i think that that would be something that would cause a bigger attendance and maybe palpatine will be there or one of his representatives like yeah and and i think it'll, it could potentially make it so people are on both sides like what? Well, they broke out because they couldn't get out because this is pretty much slave labor that we're making them do. And then we're going to have another pie that says, like, look, like, long live the empire kind of situation, you know? Right. So it could be so. interesting if they actually get out or that's actually what happens. He has to do something that's like big commotion to actually get everyone's attention, though. So I think you're right. I think the way or the attempt of them getting him out is going to cause issues. And we still don't really know what they're making. And maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, a lot, like a lot of people are saying it's, they're the tie fighters, the, the cog for like the, the wings oh, for the inside. Oh, no, not like the outside. Like when you look on the outside, there's like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of fits that. Um, it just seems thicker than that, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's not like the wing. It's the whole no, wing. No, it's it's like, just the middle part that just holds part, everything yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. build it off that. Uh, some people were saying it's for the probe droids. 
Because normally I always say like they're way bigger than we realize. Like some people think like one of the parts like in the middle is like everything is put on top of that. Um, but I don't know. I'm sure we'll see it eventually, like what it's in. But or maybe if we see like another level in the, the prison, like they have like the other parts that connect to that or something, and we could see no, that. No, that yeah. I think every floor has a part. Do you think they're all just building one? Everything yeah, I, is built for one machine. I think it would be interesting. If they all we find out that they're all building Tie Fighters. That'd be cool. Like they would need. That'd be actually really sick. Like mass production of Tie Fighters would be needed more one, than like ATATs or or like what I thought they were like the end inner of like the Empire Core the, the Death Star Death yeah. Star. Yeah, it's probably something really cool boring though. though. It's probably just like it's um the foot of something, a foot inside no, the foot of the ATAT. No, I know what it is, dude. It's the things that they put on roads so cars can't get past, like barricades. No, that's what it is. No, no, no. Oh, that's true. They fly. They don't. Have yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, Mon Mothma, she leaves the thing and she gets in her private car. And the driver says that her cousin has arrived and is at the residence. And she, he signed, he's, okay, we already know that he's been planted there by, by the ISB. But like, he was just like, I guess tell, okay, he's a little shifty. Like, he's doing, being weird. So, mm-hmm. Mon Mothma was surprised. Like, it came out of nowhere. Um, and so then, when she arrives, uh, it's Val, which we already said is her cousin, and she's hanging out with Lita, and Lita is finally happy in a scene and not being True, she totally terrible, except for a comment that she makes like, "Dad lets me do whatever I want." Like, okay, yeah, calm down. And then, Mom's but, like, yeah, that's a problem. But Val got her a new dress, and so she went to go try it on. Blah blah blah, um, and so. And she's actually your cousin. It's not like an undercover kind of situation. Cousin, but Lita calls her aunt. Aunt Val. Or Aunt Val. Well, yeah. Depending be- on how you say it. Yeah. But So, which is fine. Like, I mean, close Miles, family friends or whatever call you everybody aunts and uncles all the time. Like, well, Miles would call my cousin's aunt. Not right. cousin. Second cousin. Like. That's just dumb. right. So. so I understand it, right. especially if they're close to. But it's just weird that they would say that though. Like, I understand oh, that in real life. Cousin. In real life, yeah, people would call a cousin, aunt or uncle. But in the show, yeah. like, why would they do that? Like, it doesn't seem. But whatever. She Val seems like she's the cool aunt or a cool relative that Lita likes to at least hang out with, but. Mm. Who knows? Or get gifts from. Yeah. I guess everybody's happy when they get stuff. Yeah. Um, Especially spoiled kids like that. But the next episode or scene with them, it's just I put breakfast with the the Mothmas. (laughs) They're eating (laughs) breakfast with and Perrin, Perrin, the husband, 
He's like, oh, did you, have you found a husband yet? Blah, blah, blah. And Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. And oh, he's like, well, at your age, you know, you got to marry a widower. And he's like, well, I don't know. Like, all the all the good ones are taken. Like, a jab at him for being a terrible husband. And Mon Mothma, like, smiles. Like, yeah, you're right. I got one of the best ones. Um, and so, and if you join the Discord, you could have saw a long, long conversation with a bunch of us about how us single people are treated poorly by family and friends and the expectations to find romance. So join the Discord if you haven't, and you can join <laughs> that if you suffer as a single person like we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a funny scene. It was, it was an interesting thing. I thought I took it as funny just because... You understand that? I understand it, but I also Val's comment about oh, all, yeah, the, she was all the good ones are taken, like knowing that parent sucks. And so, mm-hmm. um, but then, you know, they part ways and just kind of like, you have to choose a side, basically, uh, was Val saying, implying that you can't be doing Senate stuff and re- rebellion stuff at the same time. Like you have to like, choose a side that's how i took it so mm-hmm. like we know that in like two years mon mothma does leave the senate and is fully the and leader. her husband and her daughter i, I want to know what happens though with them yeah i don't know because i i saw a video explaining how her daughter is as like mon is as much at fault of her daughter's attitude I mean, granted, we don't see that we haven't seen the full outcome, but I think it's supposed to like in this video, they're saying that they think that it's supposed to show like she's not really a good mom because she's been so distracted by everything else that she's like not being a good mom or a good wife as well. And she's she's to blame as well. Ah, whatever. But I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Whoever that guy, uh, definitely a guy who made that video, right? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. But, but like we know that Mon Mothma doesn't run because like her husband turned her in or something because she willingly steps down from the Senate to lead a rebel alliance. So like, I don't, I don't fear him. Like if I didn't know this in rebels about her, I like, okay, is he going to like turn on her and like turn her in? But now I'm not worried about it. So it's, trying to understand like what their story arc is that matters to the story. Cause as far as I know, I, yeah. And that's what they were trying to say. This person was trying to say, but like it, her family doesn't matter. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. add Mm -hmm. to the story because they're not going to cause her to like flee or anything. It's not like they're not turning. No, 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 no. They're trying to like say like when, if, they're saying like if they actually end up separating and the daughter picks the dad because the daughter actually like was raised by her dad, not her mom because her mom was never around. It could push her towards that decision to actually just fully dive in. Like there's nothing holding her back. She has no family anymore. Like she has nothing. Maybe. And the, the same person was also saying that she might end up having an affair with this other dude too. Well, we find out in this episode was her past boyfriend. Okay, that is not true because we don't know, man. Okay, that was just 
hearsay by her uh, the, the t- dad tell you that like that they were said they were friends in elementary school like grade school like that's hardly an ex-boyfriend like well yeah, i mean i man I when i was like in kindergarten i remember i went to my mom every time i made a female friend like mom i got a new girlfriend like i had like <laughs> i have five girlfriends right now mom like that doesn't mean anything like so no, but i think the dad's a little jealous I don't know, but yes. So, well, since we're talking about him anyway, Tay, uh, Tay uh, the banker guy, he's talking with Mon Mothma about money issues. Like there's now there's even more regulations and it's this $400,000 is missing or you're, you're trying to put it somewhere. Like, it's like, we can't do this. And like, if they look at your account for any reason, they're going to see this issue and he implies that he wants to bring another person in to the circle. And he says, uh, he wants, I think it's Davu Skolden. And apparently he's just like a dirty businessman, man that does all shady stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if we can get him on board, people aren't going to like, they're going to expect him to be doing shady business stuff. So like, issues aren't going to like stick out as much or whatever. But uh, my Mothma seems to know who he is and like knows that he's not want to work with him at all. Yeah, because he's like a thug or whatever. But like, but at the end of that conversation, he's she. You can tell she's considering it. Like maybe I have to. Like I don't have much of a choice here. And so, um, be interesting to see how that plays out. Um. I wonder who this, if we're going to see this Davu guy, who plays him? Like, I'm hoping it's a... I was hoping it was going to be a character that we knew, like, uh, like, when they're talking about it at first, I was like, what if it's, like, I don't even know who it would be. Some, like, hot... Yeah, exactly. What if it was Hondo, dude? He'd take all that money and run. like. <laughs> That'd be so cool if somehow they added Hondo into this show. I just want to see... Man, I want to see live-action Hondo so bad. Yeah, He's me so too. so cool. All right, so Reddit in the chat was saying maybe Mon leaves them to protect them so that they... Uh, what is it? So they can't be uh, traced by the Rebel Alliance. I don't know. Possibly. It's hard to say. But I think what you I would were like saying, that better than what the other person was saying. Like, But but it does bring us like if she's completely separated from her husband and daughter because of how much they hate her, like, it would make it easier for her to abandon them and leave. Like, it would yeah. make sense. But I don't think Mon Mothma's a bad mother. Like, yeah. I feel like, though, if she just abandons them and not for the way of protecting them, I don't know, dude. That would be hard for me as a parent, too. Sacrifices must be made for the freedom of the galaxy. I don't. I don't. At some point, you got to look at your own family. Well, maybe what will happen is Lita will be do some bratty thing to like an ISB agent don't walk and she down the dies. street, <laughs> and like she gets thrown into a 
prison and we'd never see her again like yeah maybe i don't know that'd be fine i wouldn't be mad but that is the mon mothma stuff uh we might as well jump into the uh interrogation stuff with bix so um it starts out where it kind of left off last week where she's brought into this interrogation room on ferrex in the hotel and Dedra is trying to get information about Andor last time. Like the main question is, when was the last time you saw Cassie and Andor? That's like her main question. But she also was like, you're going to tell me every piece of device equipment that's been passed through here. I know of at least six. And you're going to tell me what it was and where it went type of thing. And Bix tries to like play it off like she doesn't know anything, but then clearly, but then uh Pac, which you were right last week Pac turned on her and gave him all the information about Bix so um knows that she was lying and so they're so apparently that Pac guy was a separatist which um I don't know if that meant like he was part of the separatist alliance or whatever system of independent systems during Clone Wars or mm. if separatist just means like a term as separating from the Empire because we did get that same term with Saw Gerrera when he labeled a group of them as separatists. So yeah, that's a little ambiguous, but I'm going it's with it. I'm with that. He was part of the separatists during the Clone Wars. Um, so that's just what I'm hoping. Um, but uh, they decided that they're going to torture Bix to get information, and so this is this might be one of the, like the darkest things in all of Star Wars. Yep. So it's definitely up there. So def- and also, okay, last week I was saying, or was it last week? Maybe it was the week before. I was saying I like this RSV agent. I was like room for dude. I hate her now, dude. She is so evil. Well, like if you didn't think she was evil, like I didn't get, I didn't. That was like one of my issues. Was like I was rooting for her. Well, yeah, over like, this other but, dude. But you know that she's evil. No, but now she's like evil, evil. So evil. like I still every I like single her. arc I, or every character arc I'm rooting for. No more. Like, I'm rooting for Cassian. I'm rooting for Dedra. I'm rooting for Karn. I'm rooting for Mon Mothma. Like I'm rooting Wait, you're for for Karn. I have a dude. little. I still have. I'm. There's still a little flicker. Bro, there's nothing there. It was. I, okay, I get it. But it was a raging fire, like forest fire. Like I loved him so That's much, true. and now it's just. There's still ember. There's one little ember left. Like I still have hope. But Bro, I feel like he's so weird, dude. I feel like next week he's gonna get snuffed out. Or something, but I'm still rooting for everybody. That's what I like about the show is that. Yeah, I root for everyone. But you root Karn, for the I bad guy. Don't also, understand what they're going, what they're doing with his character. But yeah, so like, he's just a creep. <laughs> so the story with, or the the way that they're interrogating is, uh, it was interesting having this like technician guy explain the story. But it's like a sentient alien species didn't want Imperial stuff on their planet and when like when they resisted the empire came and killed them all 
but they said that that species when they died made like this terrible sound we don't know what it is but it was enough to like when a bunch of the people were killed like the officers that were like recording the thing the sound caused them to basically go insane and like hide inside like some panel inside the ship or something mm-hmm. like emotional distress and stuff so what they then what they did is they isolated the sounds and they picked up on the children making this sound as they were dying and then they yeah, it's put pretty dark dude <laughs> but like i really liked how they took out the headset and like put it on her and you don't hear it at all it just goes quiet and it's just bix reacting to it and how quickly she's like horrified by it and then she's she's screaming and i thought that was a really good scene on how they yeah. portrayed that um also oh, they're definitely gonna sell this gaming headset at galaxy's edge would you buy it no <laughs> i thought that too that they're gonna they but got a lot of stuff in the show that they gotta start it selling straight like, up looks like a gamer's headset <laughs> like but yeah so then i basically in the scenes that follow bix basically goes crazy and is completely exhausted and tormented and she's like not even human anymore like she's just basically a zombie kind of um yep. but she, apparently she did give up the information um and she is to be kept alive, but Pac, the guy that was tortured bef- before, he is to be hanged. So I'm assuming we're going to see her, him get hung next week, and it'll be interesting to see how Farrakh rea- uh, reacts to that, another hanging. So um, that big, that's the big stuff on Farrakh. That was all I have, I think, in my notes. That's all the scenes, but... Because it was after the torture scene, there's like a couple of the scenes like of her basically in distress. But um, yeah, so that's that story. And it was quick do the Karn stuff. And so once again, he's eating breakfast, eating his Captain Crunch all berries or whatever. And the mom is just basically i did all this stuff for you and he's just nagging him nagging him and i was like i was kind of thinking they shouldn't have to play the kids dying they could just have her like talk to talk and like tear you down and that would be enough to break you but um yeah so she's you can have have him talk the voice of him talking to dars v that girl and just have that recording it's so creepy that I would tell anything just to get him nah, away from me. But uh, <clears throat> Mr. Stalker here. But the mom is like, you didn't stay coming for, you're working late, or you're out late last night, blah, 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 and just tearing him down for being a failure in life. And then he says, I got a promotion. And she's like, I knew it. I knew you'd pull through. I, I always believed in you. Like, I started laughing when she did that scene. So it was just, I thought it was a funny scene. I I liked it for what it was, um, but the question is, well, okay. At that point, I was like, did he say that just to like get her off his back? But then yeah. he does when he goes meet 
Dedra, he says, thank you for help, what you said because it helped me get a promotion. So he did actually get a promotion somehow at... Oh, whatever. you thought it was like a lie? Yeah, but because I like... You could just see how she turned so quickly to like praise him. So like he probably knew that maybe if I just tell a lie, like that's why I'm late, out, out late because I was working late type of thing. But um, so the next time we see Karen, he's outside the ISB waiting and looking. Like, okay, why is he here? But then he stops, sees Dedra and stops her and thanks her for the recommendation or whatever for serving the empire and got a promotion. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. And like, like this scene was just weird. <laughs> um, like, cause there was like a, a stalker creeper aspect to it. Mm-hmm. But like, I she think felt it, like she was in danger. No, she never thought she was in danger. Dude. When he first showed up, he was, she was like looking around, like, well, she's surprised. That doesn't mean she's. They're in a public seemed, space. Like he's. It not seemed gonna, like she was threatened by she, him. She's not scared of anyone. They're in a public place. She could. Like she says, I could have you thrown in prison, like in an instant. Like she wasn't scared. She was just like confused on why he was there, and then was pissed that he was there. Um, but. I thought, I don't know, it was kind of, it got a vibe that, like, when he grabbed her arm and they were, like, closer to each other, I got this kind of vibe that, like, like a romantic thing, like, like, not, like, I'm not, like, like a good thing, I'm, like, part of it was, like, they hate Cassian so much and they want to find him so badly that like, this is going to like bring them together. So I'll be really mad if they make that a romantic thing. I really hope not. I got the vibes that he's a creep. Because like I she have said the whole time. many times during this series that I hate meaningless romantic storylines in shows and movies that don't actually have anything to do with the storyline. Like Bix and Tim with two M's. Like that was a completely meaningless thing that they had with that in the first couple episodes or whatever it was like and i just don't need that in story like if it's just if it matters to the story like padme and anakin like yeah that matters to the story but like or han and leia or han and leia but like bix and tim with two m's like that has nothing to do with the story and so hopefully they don't go down it kind of did okay but they could just kept it as oh they were dating and he saw her with another man and turned him in but the scene after that, when they went over and had a conversation like that. Oh, like, well, well, like that has nothing. This is a grown up show. I know it's not like, marketed like that, but it is a grown up show. I understand that it's a grown up show. It's for adults, but this, that storyline had that, or that aspect of the storyline had nothing to do with anything. They could have mm-hmm. left it out and nothing would have changed. So, um, it's whatever. I hope there's no romance here, but. Karn was, but I think with when Karn confronted Dedra here, it's consistent with how he would react with anyone that has the same goal as him. Because when we see him in the first arc, story arc, where that other guy officer comes in, like the bigger guy, like mm-hmm. he's like, we gotta, you know, snuff out. We gotta, two of our people have been killed. We gotta find this guy. And Karn's like. Yes, 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 exactly. And he's like overly excited. Like he's 
when he meets someone who's on the same page as him, he gets like excited and and more passionate. And so like when he sees Dedra as someone that's just as passionate as him about the same thing, he latches onto that. And it, it seems creepy, but the thing is it's only creepy because Dedra is a female, but if it was a guy, he would have done the same thing, but we wouldn't have said it was creepy. So like you in the chat is saying like he, she was caught off guard and seems put off by him. Well, right. Like, of course. And it, and I don't see it as romantic at all because he, she said, if you, if I see you again, you're instantly going to get thrown in jail. She's just playing hard to get. <laughs> no, I, I really hope. Okay, I'm not saying there is. I'm saying they kind of were close to each other face to face and they locked eyes. Because he grabbed her like a creep. But they looked, stared in each other's eyes at one moment for like a couple seconds. And I'm like. True, but I, I, I get it in the sense of. I felt like she felt like, what if he stabs me? Like, oh. what if she, what if he actually hurts me? Because I, like, but I think it's his workplace, and I don't know. I felt like it was, she felt it was a It was a public and, space outside the ISB. Like, that's, like, the worst place in the whole entire galaxy to, like, kill true. someone. <laughs> but so. if he was going to do it, I feel like he probably wouldn't care the result of him. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't but, know. For but, me, it just felt creepy. I'm watching it right now, and it's like... But here's, here's the thing. Karn should just say, hey, can we just meet at a cafe and have a cup of coffee and talk True. about things? And not, don't ever grab someone while they're walking away from you like that. You get thrown in jail okay, these You're days ruining my, my Wesley Andrews No, pitch. I'm not. I'm saying what you should do is just bring him to a coffee shop. Yeah, okay. Let's, you, you ruined my flow, so let's just listen to this commercial. Hey, everyone. Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio. That's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. All right. Well, since we're at the ISB headquarters anyway, let's talk about the little bit of the ISB stuff that we have. So they're starting. They're starting to connect the dots about everything because they're putting all the resources into finding this web of uh, stolen imperial technology and stuff, and they've figured there's someone named Axis. Their daily was Axis, which is Luthen, but they don't know that yet. But they're starting to connect more dots, and they realize that there might be a connection between Cassian and the Eldani heist, um, because his picture that they had of him had facial hair, 
but then he was clean shaven when he went back to Ferrix um, yeah. because he needed to shave because he was pretending to be an Imperial soldier. And so they think now that they can connect him to that maybe because he, when he got back to uh, Ferrix, he had tons of money. And so they're starting to connect these dots. And it's interesting because they're, you now they're following up on this. They're pursuing that. And so we might see... Uh, they might show like the headshot of casting to one of the guards at Eldani to see if they recognize them or something. So it's exciting that this is what they're doing. Um, I have written down here Maya Pay or Pie, the name drop. I don't know who that was, but they've mentioned someone there in the scene. Um, I should have wrote more details, but. Um, but also, later on in the episode, they capture a rebel pilot. And if you weren't paying attention to last week's episode or whatever um, closely, but here they attribute this pilot to... Um, what's the guy's name? They mentioned him last week. Um, the guy that... Luthen wanted uh, Saw Gerrera to work with Krieger. Mm-hmm. Krieger, yeah. And so now Krieger's uh, rebel cell has something to deal with now that the ISB is onto them. And so it was a good idea that Saw did not work with him because that would have connected. They caught him? They would have, huh? Did they catch him? No, they caught the, a pilot that works for Krieger. Oh. So, and the pilots, Krieger ha- is, has the X-Wings that Luthen wanted Saw's t- group to work with hand-in-hand. Mm-hmm. So, if Saw worked with Krieger, then that would have been Krieger to Saw to Luthen, and that would have been connections. And so, it was good that Saw didn't work with yeah, that, because that would have been more dots to connect for the Empire. So, but they have a weird plan that I'm kind of confused about. To like, I don't know. Their their plan is to like kill the pilot and make it look like a ship malfunction, like they ran out of air or something, where he just is floating dead in space, and then maybe they're trying to track Krieger's trying team. Yes, yeah, I, I don't know. I was kind of. I was kind of confused on that because they didn't want to like capture. I don't know. I was kind of confused. I'll have to watch that scene again. But so there's that. So there's this pilot. That's that's part of the ISB storyline, which all these little things are starting to come together for them. So it's going to be exciting to see how that plays out in the next. You know, we only have three more episodes left. So, um, yeah. So then that leaves us with the prison arc. And so like we said, we have this is a sad arc. Someone dies. And so it's the old guy Olaf. So this whole episode he's just his health is declining. He's being forgetful. He's he can't do the work. Um and so um we know, found out that one of the tables lost an individual, 
And so they're down a person, so then they're anticipating a new prisoner to be added to the floor. Um, there's that. And so there was an interesting part in this opening scene with at the prison where because the old guy was struggling, Cassie and I like, switched spots with people and mm-hmm. then and then gave the credit for that good move to one of the other guys, even though it was his. And so I'm wondering why he gave credit to the other guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because the only I think- thing I can think of is he doesn't want... I, Obviously, Kino, the the leader, he's must have. Well, because at first that guy didn't want him to switch spots, and so when they did, he thought it was going to be a bad thing. So when he blamed it on Cassian, blamed it on him, he was like, "No, like." And then right after that, the guy said, "Well, good idea." Right, but I'm wondering, asking why Cassian. Lies. I think because Cassian didn't know if it was going to be good or bad, and Cassian didn't want to get in trouble by him. So when it actually turned out good, it was just like lucky. Maybe, cause I, but I was kind of thinking more like he didn't, because Kino somehow he became, he was in leadership, like he's leading the whole team, so the guards and stuff must recognize smart, like good leadership decisions and maybe Cassian just doesn't want the spotlight on him for being better than everybody else too especially since we see that he is trying to plan an escape so maybe maybe that's why he doesn't want any attention on him so he can do more secretive things because if Kino is out there trying to like plan an escape it'd be more obvious because more eyes are on him so um but it's nice to see that they get pee breaks whenever they want. He's like, I'm going to go take my, my break now because they're mm-hmm. out doing 12 hour shifts. I'm like, do they, are they allowed to like stop and yeah, eat? Yeah, that's what like, I was wondering. I'm like, are they going to go to the bathroom or no? So they have. And then that guy that he was talking to looks like Finn kind of. Huh? It's like this, the guy he was talking to when he's like, I'm going to go take my break. That wasn't on his table. It's like a different guy that we just. Got to know, kind of. You mean the guy that he talked about the lift with? No, he said he was going to go on his break, and he... The one guy, I don't know. Like, I'm watching right now. You mean the, guy, watched... at the, the other t- guy at the other table that then he yeah. talked about the lift? Yeah. Oh, doesn't look like Finn at all. Uh, it kind of looks like him in episode ten, 9. Ten. I, <laughs> I was gonna say ten. What? I didn't see that at all. Like, I kind of. I'm not no. saying it is him. No, I don't know. I don't know. But, but yeah, he, it's. I don't know. It's interesting because, like, I think that character that we didn't know until now. I'm wondering if he replaced the guy who killed himself. Mm, I don't know. No, because I, I think that. Because I, I feel like that guy knows that Cassian's trying to do, like, cutting this thing. And it no, seems like... they've been working together, but yeah. there's no way that in one day they've already had this partnership. Well, I don't think this one day, dude. I think this is a... There's another time jump in here. 
No, I that isn't the guy that killed himself. The ones that's the missing spot on where the new guy came. This episode. Oh, true, 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 true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm guessing that's who got replaced by. So I, I think it's just someone that he's he's been working with since for a while because like in one day in during yeah, one shift, right. there's I, no way. I thought that it was like another time jump because he even says like when he talks about. Like the the lift doesn't isn't wired. Like it's not you can't get shocked on the lift. Like he's mm-hmm. like it's he says like the the one guy was like I told you like there's no thing like so it's like they've had this conversation and debate about the lift and so that's like a why pro- did that guy get shocked as soon as he on the in? lift because yeah. he was slow he wasn't doing what he was told so. Anyway, we're jumping. We're getting. Too, we're going too fast. So, Cassian goes to take his pee break, mm-hmm. and he pulls a panel off, and he's trying to cut through a pipe. And if you watch closely, he's there's been a lot of scratches already on there. So it's like you get however many pee breaks you can go there, try and slice for like ten seconds, and then that's all the damage you can do. Like, and so. It seems like he's been cutting on this thing for maybe a week or something, and he's just making mm-hmm. a little bit of progress at a time. And so I'm guessing that that goes to the lift, like that controls, like it's a power thing for the lift. Maybe I don't know. Um, That's what it seems like. Because right after that, they had that conversation. Yeah. So when he goes, when he's doing that, there's the the on program voice. So he has to run out there to put his hands on his head. And they go to watch the new guy come on the lift. And that's when they have a conversation of like how it all works. And they're like, oh, look, those guards don't have any boots on. Well, see, if they don't have boots on, that means where they're standing can't be shocked. And then the lift can't be shocked. And then they're like, no, we have to like cut the power. Like when the when the uh, lift is coming down, like we capture one of the guards type of thing, blah, blah, blah. And so they're already working on that, which we knew there was going to be a prison escape. Like, so it's like yeah. seeing this, like them planning is kind of cool. Um, but then after this, we still see the old guy losing his strength and memory. Um, and then during the shift change when they're, so I didn't realize this before, but that's a shift change when, they're in the long hallway. I didn't realize that they're one line facing one way and the other line's facing the other way. Like they're, they're yeah. switching. So I didn't I know why I didn't catch pieces. that, but that's two different shifts, the night shift and day shift walking by each other. And so people and are they're in, and they're in underground. It's so dark. They don't know what's light. They don't know what's day. Like, right. Like they're and on so, whatever schedule they're on. Like, right. And so, in this scene, there's like a lot of like panic because people are communicating with the sign language to the other shift change places. And they're like, something happened, like something happened on level two, level two, something's wrong. Like they don't know what's going on. And Kino is like, you guys need to calm down. Like that's on the opposite side of the, the facility, you know, to get, it takes a week for information from that side to come over here and you're already freaking out. Like calm down. 
but then all yeah, the lights and power turn off and then yeah. back on like it rebooted or something and so like that was weird like for us as an audience like okay something just happened right when there's this chaos about whatever like whatever like what's going on uh, and you can kind of see some worry in Kino's face mm-hmm. like I, I like Kino's story arc in this character arc in this uh episode because you see his change of perspective on things um but after this they're in their barracks or whatever and andor is trying to convince kino to do a prison break like you've never even thought about it like not even once like you've had to think about it he's like no i have 217 days left i don't need to i'm just gonna do what i gotta do and i can get out like it's crazy to even waste my time trying to think of an escape plan where I can I'm gonna be out of here and what is that like? Which I would definitely be like that too if I only had two hundred whatever days left. Like yeah, so it's like what seven months or something. Yeah. So, um, and Kino was like, he thinks that they're listening to like conversation like they're spying on the prisoners but Cassian's like no they don't care they just care about production levels like that's all they care about why would they waste your time trying mm-hmm. to listen to us and Kino just turn, turns his light off and goes to bed and Cassian yells twice like nobody's listening nobody's listening like he yells it to know like the like hey if they're listening they're gonna hear me say this and then they're gonna come in and kill us like and so he just does that which is I like that he's... Which is true. Like, they're not actually physically there. Like, they have this system set up so that they can keep them in line and not have to pay for people to watch over them. Right. It's kind of smart. Well, right, because when everything's... It's kind of like the real world. Like, if everything's automated, you don't have to pay employees to do things. So, Mm -hmm. the fewer... It's a really cool design for the people that made this ep- these episodes, like to come up with that concept. Right, like, oh, it's pretty and it, creative. It's, and it's weird because it's something that I never would have thought in a million years years would be in Star Wars, like this type mm-hmm. of facility. Because like the only like facility stuff we've seen is in Rebels and Lothal. Like they have, they build. Was it like ATATs and ATSTs in their factories there? But like, mm-hmm. it's completely different than this, than this one type of thing. So it was, it's a weird environment to see in Star Wars, but it also makes sense when you see what they're doing. So it's interesting. Um, and so then next we see them again doing their shift change. And the shift is like the other shift says like they like you haven't heard like we like they said all one hundred people on that level got fried all all are dead mm-hmm. and like that we're assuming that's what when the power went out it was like they took all they the had, amp- yeah they got which is out. which I thought was kind of weird that like to fry one hundred people would cause the whole entire facility to lose power for a second. Like, you'd think they would have it work so, like, it wouldn't do that. Well, I but... don't think they're used to frying a whole 
level. But, well, but I'm saying the facility should have been made so that it wouldn't shut down the whole facility. Mm. Like you'd think that they would. You know, it's out. like you plug in, you have the microwave going, you have your dishwasher going, and you have your laundry and everything going, and you're watching TV. Sometimes it does a little glitch. I don't know. I'm just saying the Empire, I felt like, is better than that, but whatever. <laughs> but how many people? It's like, what, 100 people? Yeah. I don't know, but so when they find out that all 100 were fried and were killed, Kino starts to go, I get pissed and he starts like grabbing one of the prisoners or whatever and like freaking out. But then Cassian, I think, I think it was a scene that he grabbed him like, you need to calm down because like the less they think we know, the better. Like if they think that we know what happened, like yeah. that puts more... Di- dangerous for us so we need to like keep her cool and then so then kino does that like there's a rumor it could be true it might not be true but we don't know it's nothing happened we're, we have to pretend like nothing happened um until we figure out what happened so that happens and then again we see the old guy like he even like he's for, forget like he's being told things and then he forgets them he does he's confused he doesn't know what's going on. And so like, this whole time, I'm like, dang it. Like, he's going to die this episode. I felt so bad. Um, and then at the end of their shift, they the old guy is struggling even worse. Like, where he's basically passing out. And he can't even stand. And they're holding him up. And we see a team get fried for the first time for being the least productive. So they're put in the box, which is like, if you look, there's like a little square on the ground mm-hmm. where they have to stand, where they get shocked. So, um, but the old guy was struggling so bad when they were doing the shift change that he collapsed. And then they, cause even, okay, actually I missed, forgot to mention this, but earlier in the episode when Olaf was struggling at first, like, you know, like, Oh, you're almost out of here. Only 41 more shifts. Like, Yep. It was it was interesting seeing Kino be like like hopeful for someone. Like he seemed like it was like okay, he cares, but then like in this scene when he's in the shift change, like he really cares about yeah. Olaf. Like, come on man, you only got like forty more shifts, you're almost out of here. Like you, you gotta push on type of thing. But he collapses and they request a, a med tech. And so um the med tech has a different jumpsuit on. He, rather than having orange, he has like a tealish blue uh, jumpsuit. And he's just the medical guy, I guess. And so he's looking at him. And there's it's just the med tech, Kino, Olaf, and Cassian, and then a guard at the end of the hall. And so he's like, he's doing his exam. And like the whole time, Kino is like, we just got to get him up on his feet. Just get him. So he's up and going. He's almost done with the shift. and But then the med tech's like, there's nothing I can do. He's he's had a massive stroke. Like, there's nothing I can do. Um, and they start asking him about, like, what happened on level two. And he's like, I need a, a 
a gurney basically i forget what he says yeah. but like and he's like it's already on its way so like, they already knew that this guy was gonna get killed or euthanized in a sense and so but um the med tech was like well he needed he said he needed a gurney and a and a bag yeah and so but they're talking and the med tech is like you need this next week you need to be a, a really good at what you're doing. You got to keep on task because there's danger coming like in this next week, if you aren't productive and doing all this stuff. And he's like, why? Like what, what aren't you like telling us? And so then he tells to go get the gurney and the bag again. And the guard's like, I'm on it. Like, and he leaves and he looks back and he's like, they made a mistake. Someone on level four was released, but then put on level two. Um, and that caused chaos and they, they had to kill him to stop that information from spreading. So, like, I'm kind of confused because, okay, the point is you don't get released from prison. Like, you finish your days, and then you just get transferred to another spot. Lovely. But, like, wouldn't this happen regardless? Like, where they're put, whether it's on a different level or in a different system? What do you mean? Well, because if they're transferring this person to do more jail time, no yeah. matter where he's sent to, he's going to say that I finished my sentence and now I'm resentenced again. So like, where's the mistake when no matter well, what? Well, I think, I think the thing is if he went to a different planet, people would be like, Oh, I don't believe you. You know what I mean? Or if he went to a different, even if they went to a different pod, cause remember when they got dropped off, they went to, there was more than one section section pod. Yeah. Two, if he went to a different one, then he could have said that, but then no one would be like, I don't believe you, dude. And then, but, but what, why what would, would the, probably end up doing is they would have end up killing themselves. But like, why would being transferred to a different floor in the same building? No, that's the mistake is that he but, was transferred to the same place. But I'm saying, why is that mistake? Because people on level four wouldn't know that he was on level two. Well, not if, unless they saw him in the shift change. And they, they recognized him. Like, dude, what, weren't you on four? And he's like, yeah, I was last week. I I did my time, and now they just put me on level two. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was kind of... Because, like I said, my confusion is, regardless of where he would be transferred to, he would say that he or, was free. Or, Yosno then... said in the chat, or... Uh, he the Empire made a mistake because they weren't actually supposed to let him release. They were supposed to switch his numbers and make his numbers go up. Maybe. Because, like, we do know, like, when Cassian was checked in on the, the first day that he was there, like, there was, the guards were, like, confused because, like, someone was, like, running behind and was late and wasn't there. Like, so the guards, they're not the brightest bulbs on mm -hmm. the tree and so it would make sense why they would have that mistake um but at the end of the day the point is the people on the new floor that the guy got transferred to they figured out that they're never getting out and yeah when you don't have any motivation out. to do good work that your work doesn't matter you're not going to work you're just gonna like riot or whatever and they knew that that whole all hundred people weren't gonna work, and so they just killed them all. Um, and now everyone knows 
everyone everyone on that floor knows so they had to get rid of him and so well but then everyone knows because there was no transfer there is no shift change there's this emptiness right and so right so that's that's what happened um and be- and before this we we didn't mention this but Cassian asked the the main guy was the that what's the guy's name the head of it Kino yeah he asked Kino like hey how many guards are on every floor and Kino was like right he didn't answer him he's like do what you're told like don't worry about it or like he just ignored him he wasn't answering that question and then once the med guy told them that everyone died on the floor you're never getting out of here yeah then that's Cassian the last asked, scene. Yeah, the last scene is Cassian asks him how many guards on on each floor, and the guy says twelve. No more than twelve, and so no more than twelve. Um, that was cool to seeing. Now Kino, he's like, now he has no motivation to do, yeah, to, to not do a because he's like, I have no reason to do a breakout because I'm gonna be out soon. But now he's like, I'm never getting out, so now I'm gonna now I'm in. figure out how to escape. And Which so makes sense. Now that you have like the whole shift like everyone with their pee break can go carve start on that cutting. start cutting so literally um, and and they can have second shift do it too right so it's interesting so hopefully that heist or not heist that breakout is next episode i think that'd be best story-wise for the structure of the show but it's and or we don't know they do a lot of crazy stuff in the show, so we don't know. True. This was one of the shorter episodes, too. 49 yeah, minutes. Still, that was still longer than the first three episodes, right? I don't think so. Let me check. I feel like all the first three episodes were all under 40, 50, 40 or around 40 or something. Like 43 was like the longest one or something. And that's and we, These numbers, they all conclude seven minutes of yeah, sure. The first one was 42. The second one was 38. Third one was 43. 50. 46. Oh, yeah, I'm off. 54. 53. 57. And then the last one was 50. Yeah, so. But seven minutes of it doesn't even count. Like seven minutes of. And then 30 seconds, additional 30 seconds doesn't count because it's a freaking intro. That yeah. takes forever every time. Yep. So that's it. That's that episode. So, um, any other final comments or predictions for for next episode, the rest of the season? How any of the other storylines are gonna play out? Not really. Like I said in the beginning, it was really hard to predict anything in the future because it was not. I don't know. Like, we know that they'll probably get out. We don't know when. We didn't really get any update with like Saw or the other. We didn't even see them at all in this episode. So right. So kind of like you're just waiting for Cassian to get out of jail, and hopefully not get caught before he gets out. Right. Like that's kind of all. We do got do you think who? How many people are going to escape? Probably just this floor. Do you, but I mean, like, is everyone gonna escape, or is it just gonna be like? Because we know that 
the guy Melchi. So we didn't mention this. I didn't realize this till last week. Um, but last week, because it was after we did record, it, I learned this. But Melchi is in Rogue One. He is one. Of, oh, I remember someone was saying that. I said that to you. <laughs> I told you that. Oh yes. But you probably saw a video after. But so Melchi is one of the people that goes to Scarif. One of part of the team that Cassian pulls together. And so we know that Melchi and Andor get out. Yes. Um, do you think Kino, do you think we're going to have Andy Circus for all of next season too? Like that'd be sweet. Be cool seeing him. But at some point he has to go in the back room and change his outfit to Snoke. So I don't know. I'm saying maybe he gets <laughs> shocked really bad and it messes Becomes up his Snoke. face and his body. And then they use his body to like, Clone into, clone into he's help. like they're like man he survived this level three shock of the thing like and he didn't die well then we, he's a strong body we gotta use this as or he finds a ring oh yeah because Snoke has that black ring and and that what precious. you mean no I was oh wrong, but Snoke has a ring too <laughs> it's like have you seen that it's like a yeah, like a big giant it's like huge. I think you could buy it at like. It's like one of like the jewelry things, purchase things from Disney you can buy. It's like a real like ruby diamond in it. Fun. But for like twenty I'm really hoping that like a group of these people, like maybe like everyone at his table and Kino and some of the other people, they all escape and they can like I I hope the whole floor at least that whole room does. That's a lot of people. That's so Dude, now that's a lot of floors to get out of, bro. They're on what level? Not five. Five. Now, does it go higher, lower? Are they closer to the top of it, or are they l- farther down? I'm guessing like, they're further down. Like level one is sea level. But then they kept looking down. Well, because they're for level two. That communication. No, that they weren't looking at level two. They were looking. At just people that they know they can talk to, like people on they, yeah, yeah, straight I across. Know. I think they are, that's the easiest because that's the closest that they can see. It would um, make sense if it went lower, the higher number would go lower due to because they're going down, but right. So it's but like know. once you get out, like once you're in like the elevator, like you just push level sea level, street level, <laughs> like you do an elevator, so like it shouldn't be parking garage but the thing is like once you it's to escape like off like are there going to be ships there that they can fly because it's like alcatraz are strong by water i don't know bro and didn't that thing come out of water uh it doesn't i don't think it has it has those like whirlpools on the outside yeah but i think because when you know. when they're doing I, the shift change, you, out, bro. when they're doing the shift change, you you see a waterfall. Yeah. So I think those whirlpools are, is just putting water into the facility to like show a waterfall, so people see that there's water there, like to remind them to threaten them. They're underwater type of thing. Um. So I don't think they sum- submerge underwater, but the only way I could picture them escaping is when more prisoners are brought. Like they just steal that ship, but even then, that's like they just they back kill them. off the whole floor. Right. Whoa! But, 
Actually, this might be the perfect time to escape because a whole floor just got killed. They're going to have to replace that entire floor with 100 people. That is true. So they could take that ship. Possibly. That actually might be perfect. You heard here first, folks. There it is. I called it. Um, yeah, besides that, I don't know. I, I hope we see Palps or someone that he knows in one of these Syndit things. That would be cool. Um, for sure in season two, we have to, like, there, we don't get palps now. We have to in season two just to get a huge following back for the show. If they show, like, a little bit of palps in a trailer, so many people would watch this show. But I think, like, the creators of the show said that they're not doing fan service at all. So, like... That that kid, they could just say that just so. I mean, they could just say that just so that. But I don't know. I feel like more and more we're never gonna see Palpatine in the show. But yeah, I don't think so either. But but if we do, it will be next season. I don't think we'll do it for sure this season. But yeah. So spoilers in three, two, one. Yellowstone went back and watched the trailer, and he said there's a part of the trailer that all all those prisoners are running. Like in a hallway together. Well, so. as expected. So, um, yeah. So, well. And there's a scene when Andor smashes something against the wall. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We'll find out. Hopefully next weekend now. Like you said, Jeremiah, the finale of the show. Because... It'll be a long prison break and another two hours. Well, unless the finale is like a Stranger Things finale where it was two and a half hour long finale episode. Oh, Lord. Which was an amazing season four finale, by the way. True. But also be prepared for a two hour, a four hour podcast if that's the thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and that would be the finale is the day before Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> like. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, well, listen with your families at the dinner table. Have it going on in the yeah. background. Well, we're kind of babbling on a little bit. So, before we get into our socials, uh, let's use a little transition with a commercial, which is related to our socials anyway. So, let's listen to a commercial from Lucy. Hey everyone, Lucy here, and I'm pleased to tell you that some of my fellow Empire Radio listeners and I made a fantastic original Star Wars audio drama, all through sending voicemails to the pod. It's called the Voicemail Cinematic Universe. Here's the thing, we need your help. The Empire's goal is to get an illustration made by us listeners for every single voicemail, and we have quite a ways to go. So if you have any sort of artistic abilities, join the crew. Any type of media is welcome. Lego scenes, digital art, paintings. You could even make food art. If you answer this call to action, there's a link in the description that leads directly to a Google Doc. It tells you exactly how to submit your art. This whole VCU project will be 100% fan-made, and we can't wait to see everyone's work. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. So, yes... If you're a first-time listener, we normally have voicemails every episode, um, but we only do voicemails once a week, 
and we decided to do that uh, the for last, the episode. last episode during the Dooku one since we're doing multiple episodes this week. Because um, I, I thought like, okay, Jedi Tales was going to be a shorter episode and this was going to be a longer one. So I was like, okay, I'll put voicemails on that one. But now we're like, this is like one of our shortest episodes yet. Yeah. <laughs> and we could have done tonight. So sorry about that. Well, we, we do have an, some voicemails that did come in too. They did, but I didn't upload them. So, so next week. So next week, we have our we already have some voicemails set, so you don't need to send any more. But if you do, you no, can. no, you do send in more. Send yeah. in a lot. Don't don't use them all next week, because then in two weeks we might not have any. So we got to stretch them. We can't. Oh, we they send them. If anything, Will will send one in. I'm not worried about voicemails. They're coming in. Just okay. Just send them in. But anyway, yes. So if you're an artist, we'd love for you to submit your artwork for this. It's a great, fun story. And we've gotten a lot of great submissions so far, but we still have a lot to go. So just just draw it. Just paint it. Just Lego it. Just digital art it. Doodle it. Doodle it. What other kinds of art is there? You can... iPad do, it. You could do a... a I guess, I guess a stitch, like a, you know, those like rings. Quilt like, it. You get, make a quilt. Yeah. Make a quilt with like characters on it. That'd be cool. Um, anything. We'd love to have it. Cause we've already had a lot of wide range. We've had Lego sets. We've had drawings. We've done digital art so far. We've seen, uh, Addy has done, uh, a stop motion video of one of the scenes, which is really cool. Um, so anything is great. So just submit it. But anyway, that that link for that project is in the description. But also in the description, we have a link to all of our social media. If you want to get connected with us more, so that's the links.co slash Empire Radio link. There it's everything for Instagram, Facebook, uh, the Discord link, invite link, and then our fan email there. If you want to leave a voicemail too, you can click that link. Um, our YouTube channel link and then a twitch link and we live stream every episode on twitch and so follow on twitch for those notifications um but then i edit the video version for youtube as well and put that up there and then we are also part of needlesslynerdy.com podcast network and so go check out that link as well if you want more nerdy content that's not just star wars superhero stuff in general or anything like that go check that out uh anything else drew no just go check out all the socials, like Jeremiah said. Make sure you join the Discord and go to YouTube. Yep, yep. Got a yep. lot going over there, so yep. go check so it I'm, out. I'm excited for the next episode, and so I hopefully yeah, it's a, a good payoff. Um, but that being said, you have been listening to another Wizard episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the Force be with you. Always. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com. Thank <laughs> you.